0: Case. Hope not hate are basically controlling Britain. Hope not hate, an alluring name for those more concerned about social justice than truth. These backwards, these backward thinking virtue virtue signalling fake news Craig. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hello, uh, this is Duncan Cahill from uh, Hope Not Hate. I'm here today with my colleague Matthew Collins to discuss the yellow vests, who've appeared um, somewhat miraculously, you might say, on the streets of our towns and cities recently. Um, and Matthew's going to provide us with a bit of insight into who they are, what they think, and what they're doing. Um, so, so, hello, Matthew. Good morning, Duncan. So, we've seen these people turn up in their hives vis in, what, December last year, in the yeah. wake of the French protests. So, so, what sparked that?
0: Um, well, OK, the the first thing about the... Yellow Vests, for people who don't know, um, the Yellow Vest protests began last year in France, brought Paris to a standstill, had clashes with the police. It was over a number of issues that they'd had with the French government, particularly, I I guess, its uh, economic failings, the increase in fuel prices, um, and and then it spread, people taking to protest about any number of ills. And some were left-wing. Some were trade unionists, some were, as it became apparent, some were right-wing. There was an anti-EU element in some of the protests, and we we saw uh, some fascists on, on some of the demonstrations, and we saw them clashing with left-wing demonstrators. So basically, the, the Yellow Vest movement in France sort of, sort of grew out of everyone's discontent, and I, I guess the, the term I use, which isn't always popular, I guess there was some kind of recreational rioting, Going on yeah. in there, and and it it, it did seem to uh, sp- impress or you know, spark something in in both uh, the left and and the right here. This idea that people are disaffected, and that really they should take they should take to the take to the streets ab- about it. So that's where that that's where that's its roots are, obviously in France. And the, the Yellow vests over here have been used or, or worn by. The left and by the extreme far right. Um, we first saw we we first saw the use of the yellow vest for like non-stewarding purposes um, on the eve of the Stephen Lennon Tommy Robinson UKIP uh, Brexit march. You know to sort of save Brexit and a number of far right people across the country who were attending that march had discussed in in the run up to it that they would wear yellow vests. And I guess that's
1: where we first saw it, and where it was born out in the UK. Okay, and again, when it really hit the headlines has been in the, in the past few weeks, sort of just prior to Christmas and just after Christmas, with um, protests outside Parliament and uh, this character James Goddard who uh, achieved much notoriety in in the press. So, so who is he, and what, what what's what's he about? Right. Well, James Goddard first came. To attention I think probably
0: about 2017 we, it was one of a number of people who pop up and a lot of them disappear on and off the radar but really I, I guess June last year it became apparent that he was um, becoming more and more active dare I say more and more radicalised he spoke at one of the three Tommy Robinson uh, <laughs> demonstrations, now we spoke quite a bit off record about this I guess is that There are issues about people who are complaining about the law, about how little they understand about the law. People believed Stephen Lennon Tommy Robinson was in prison for exposing grooming gangs. And, of course, the the whole point about he hasn't exposed a grooming gang, he stood outside court and repeated what was, uh, or tried to expose what people could already have access to without him doing it. He didn't bring any grooming gangs to justice. And so people felt, I don't know, for whatever reason, that it was an injustice that he was uh, sent to prison. Um, that whole sort of sympathy thing that the government is against us, blah, blah, blah. And James Goddard was one of the people who spoke quite vociferously at the the demonstration in June last year. And then since then, he's made a name for himself. There's quite a few of these people around. I mean, I've I've called them DIY activists, which is basically... Uh, I think the, the the term that Joe molehall coined, Joe molehall from Hope Not Hate, last year was post-organisational, i.e., there's a lot of people running around who aren't involved in organisations, but their conspiracy theory is strong yeah. in these. And ways. they're running
1: around with their phones, filming themselves oh, on, on, on so say they're using social media. Uh, as yeah, a...
0: social social media seems to have replaced the ballot box. It seems to be now that people, uh, a lot of far-right activists, see first of all justice served. Uh, can only be served on social media with the approval of like-minded people and they're not particularly interested in the ballot box anymore. People keep talking about all the conditions must be right for an extreme far-right party but the reality of it is these people are more interested in social media likes than they are in votes at the ballot box. These people aren't engaging
1: in the political process anymore. I mean, it's kind of interesting as well, I suppose, when you look at um, Mr. Goddard and, uh, and that very strategy, because he was obviously using Facebook constantly yeah. and he's now been removed um, and tying in, um, into sort of PayPal and, and whatever to raise money to continue doing this activity. Yeah. But at the same time, he didn't seem to have a lot of traction um, on social media. Um, so nobody knew who he was. I mean, in in small far right circles, I would have known who in he bro- was. In very small far right circles. So, so until had, until a, let's just a, say he had a reputation. He wasn't even he, the most yes, popular in far right well, no, circles. Well, um, yes, I believe I believe he did have some fallouts with some other um, far right figures in in uh, uh, in London. So, but the it is kind of interesting that he failed to actually gain that audience. And then he's on the front page of the Daily Mail, and kind of everybody knows who he is. But the reason we're having this conversation today is we don't page, really know what he's about.
0: On the front page of the Daily Mail, dressed in your mother's bridal veil. Yeah. Um, well, 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 what is James Goddard about? What is this movement about? I, I'll just, I'll just come come back to this when you, when you. I mean, first of all, what is it they want? What is it they believe? What is it they're after? They're not entirely clear on it. These are people who are really, really angry, and if you were to ask them, they can't find it they're fairly certain or they should be fairly certain that they're going to get their brexit I, I think it's fairly certain they're going to get it they they haven't they haven't really told us if they're for hard brexit or soft brexit I don't suppose they particularly know if they are or not or what actually a hard or soft brexit is these are people who, who tend to believe there is a conspiracy I mean we did um, a show on, on news people see on the news night towards the end of last year about justice for women and children ostensibly it 's a group complaining about rape and, and and grooming gangs and when it boils down into it, you see again this this whole idea they declare themselves the new social services they ask for women and victims of sexual assault to come to them but it 's not for qualified counseling or to go to um, the authorities and seek justice and care it 's to go to social media and creep prattling on and i think what we what we can see from what goddard continually goes on about is that he believes this country has a problem with muslims he believes there's too many muslims he believes muslims are violent he carries on and on and on that there is obviously a conspiracy afoot um, that there are mps and other people liberals etc etc cosmopolitan types who are trying to undermine brexit and the only way that these people feel that they can sort of make their voices heard would appear to be by being incredibly incredibly aggressive, rather daft in part, threatening. And I think the, the other thing is seeking approval of their ideas on social media. Now, he's had quite a good week or bad week, depending on, on how you see it, is that now he's in the national newspapers and people are... Uh, go into his mum and dad's house and that's obviously up, upsetting him. So he's got the notoriety he wanted because the first thing he did was, of course, once he got all this national news
1: coverage, was start an appeal for funds. Do, do, do you think that is the notoriety he wanted in the sense that... Um, yeah, more... yeah well, it, look, he, good, he did because,
0: you know, he was so excited with uh, harassing Owen Jones that he had to go offline so he could save the recording of him Shouting nonsense at Owen Jones and Owen Jones made him look a bit daft yeah. to us, but to hundreds of people at home watching him on the interweb who feel so excluded from this Westminster bubble, they think James had a good
1: result shouting nonsense at Owen Jones. But he, he when the response came out to that, uh, to the uh, particularly the Anna Soubri oh. and the shouting at the police. Again, he would brought in another element of far right conspiracy theory into into the discussion with the uh, the the, um, the case of the three boys who were killed in the uh, yeah. Yeah. in the in the uh, drunk driving incident. Um, but he seemed and he was talking about war. He kept on saying about war. And then I think after that, you suddenly sort of started seeing him backpedaling very very quickly. And it was I was talking about a narrative, yeah. and then he's in the Daily Mail. And he's getting upset because actually people are learning stuff about him, where he came from, what his you know what his childhood was like, and that he isn't really a you know a white working class hero. Um, So I do wonder whether that notoriety kind of maybe he didn't think it through.
0: Well, quite clearly, he doesn't think. Things through because you know if you want a war, do you want a war. Oh, he lost control. Yeah, you get exactly. He abso- he absolutely lost control, and I guess that might be an issue. He probably has has had mentioned to him before by Mummy and Daddy. He lost he lost control. He's also not particularly coherent. But again, we, we've said that about a lot of this movement. I think the thing about it is he is entitled to have his uh, issues with Parliament or with parliamentarians, he's entitled to have his issues with uh, a whole whole number of things, but it's the way that he conducts himself would tend to be similar to other people of his ilk, these DIY activists, he has to make as much noise as possible, he has to be as threatening as possible, so just so that his followers, or the people who are watching him, will follow him. This whole, this whole movement, people like Vinnie Sullivan, people like that, even the great Stephen Lennon, who I think started this whole, in, in a lot mm-hmm. of way DIY thing, travelling the country with a, a mobile phone and a live feed on social media. They have to continually play up for ratings. Mm-hmm. Th- this is how they see it happens. Hey, they're always, you know, Is Goddard aware he can go to Parliament and lobby his local MP? He, can actually, he hasn't got to stop Anna getting into Parliament. He can go into Parliament and lobby his own MP. He can do all these kind of things. They're not asking questions at people. They're not even asking, you they're not asking anything. They're just shouting and abusing at people. And I was talking about it yesterday, and I, I, I believe it's because they're getting more and more desperate because they have this idea, these endless conspiracies, that somehow they're losing something, but they can't say what it is. Somehow they think Brexit is going to be fiddled with and stopped and it will be a great betrayal. And the other thing they don't understand is about, they keep saying that they're freedom of speech activists. But why don't they say something useful? Why don't they say something intelligent? Why don't... You know, I'm sure if you approached her for a debate or a conversation, you might be able to trip her up if you're you're good at what you believe. But they're just shouting Nazi at her, fascist at her, and really, really vile things. That is
1: the level of debate in the far right at the moment. I think there's there's kind of a level of... (laughs) kind of arrogance and, and stupidity as well in the sense that you know you, you say about you, might, you have that discussion you might be able to trip her up or whatever but they also do you know James Goddard also turned up at Labour Party headquarters yes unannounced he did. yes he did. and demanded to speak to somebody not anybody specific somebody yeah uh, and was haranguing anybody who came in through reception so uh, <laughs> I mean well, we would well, know we've
0: seen a whole host of these people they went to a building in London which they thought was Hope Not Hate's headquarters. I believe it was the Charity Commission's headquarters or something like <laughs> right. that. And they were going, oh, look at Hope Not Hate's office. And they, look, they're getting it wrong, even, even if what they believe is right. And, uh, you know, it's it's so, you know, we've never had the most intelligent far right in this country. I mean, we. Even your French fascist will tell you that the English aren't 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 the best and the bravest. But what what we're seeing is people who now are addicted to social media. It's as simple as that. I, I'd be surprised if some of these people even voted, because they might have been at home updating their Facebook profiles and not gone out to vote. And that's basically that's basically the key, isn't it? Mm. If you want change, get out and vote. Now, of course, they saying, "Oh, we did vote for Brexit," and yes, they did. But they, you know. Picking on an MP who's quite entitled to have uh, her own opinion on Brexit is, is, is what's quite worrying, and the way that they went about it.
1: But it's also, I guess, that Brexit kind of gets thrown into a wider kind of part stew of ideas. What and they, and they and they and they've appropriated. So uh, and I guess for um, people who are pro Brexit, which which goes across the political spectrum, um, to see people being represented, you know, representing the Leave. Side of that argument in this way is actually counterproductive rather than productive. So the, the, even if they think their argument is right, basically they're undermining yeah. everybody. I, yeah, I
0: think, we, I think we should be really clear on this. James Goddard isn't part of that process. He's not part of those. No. He's not part of those negotiations. We saw lots of people involved in the Leave campaign, people like Mark Collett, and people who were in National Action out campaigning for the Leave campaign. Yeah. James Goddard is not part of that process. He's not part of the political process. Maybe that's what ails him. But it's not particularly difficult for him to go and actually, instead of trying to get support on
1: Facebook, he could go and stand for election. You know, he's entitled to do that. He could, he could. Um, So you touched on uh, fascism, fascism, the word fascist. So, I mean, do you see these people with their their, uh, high-vis jackets on as, as... Fascists? Fascists or
0: extremists or... Just well, yes, yeah, I, I, think, I think they are extremists. Uh, I think they are on the extreme right wing. Um, it's very, very difficult to... I know some people are very, very keen to band the word around he's a fascist, she's, she's a fascist. Even the definition of fascist is very difficult. Certainly the, certainly fascists like branding other people who aren't fascist fascists. Now, I don't, I'm not entirely sure that Goddard's a fascist because he doesn't really know he doesn't really seem to know what he's it not is. He? Ideological, yeah. He's not ideological. He hasn't got. Yeah, yeah. He's not like the chemical Nick Griffin. Um, but some some of the some of the actions of the Yellow Vest, or some of the people that we've seen on Yellow Vest demonstrations, we saw the great Mike Whitby, for instance, the the sort of Nazi conspiracy theorist who believes that I think it's lizards control the BBC or something like that. We've seen him donning the Yellow Vest. We've seen a lot of people donning Yellow Vest. We've seen people behind the yellow vest movement but let's be very very clear it it's you know it's more that it's, it's more of an idea of the yellow vest than an, an actual movement people always seem to want to say well who's running it who's funding it and who's leading it and it's very very clear any right wing extremist can put on a yellow vest and then they you know they're part they're part of this movement but are they fascists which was the question which i forgot you asked <laughs> um I, I think they're heading that way, whether they understand what fascism is or not. Certainly, we, we saw in Manchester, and I think this is something to make clear, if only to clear it up for them. They tried to intimidate a picket by the RMT union, the rail union. Now, that's, you know, attacking trade unions and trade unionists tends to be one of the things that fascists like doing. I guess also these yellow vests, who are ostensibly at the moment complaining about. Uh, Brexit, or you know, there might not be a Brexit, and then it's about Islam, and then it's about all kinds of things. Are probably unaware that the RMT's position is for Brexit. That, that you yeah. know, they're picking on the wrong, which the again, wrong union, which again
1: there. kind of highlights that kind of ideological. What they don't know. understand. Yes, what they're they, just what, angry. What what they
0: what, <laughs> they what they what they don't know. You know, and Godard would should probably get a job, or try and get a job. But then he would have you know more you know. Mm. He wouldn't have to go begging to his friends for money or random strangers to put money in his PayPal account. If he got a job, I'm sure mummy and daddy must know someone in a bank somewhere that can get him a job. Goddard would probably be slightly more switched on about issues like that.
1: Reading some books always helps, isn't it? Reading
0: a book. I'm sure he's read lots of books. (laughs) It looks like a well-read family.
1: (laughs) So, uh, well, you know, um, from from what we... The more we learn as things pan out... um, uh, certainly, you know there is there is um, education in that family. So yeah. he the books have been read, but possibly not by James, or if they have, they haven't been understood. So um, I mean, I, I kind of look at this, and we see obviously there's been this mass media attention because of what's gone on outside Parliament. We've seen some smaller uh, protests, as you say. There's been well, actually I've heard probably about the same size because London wasn't wasn't big either, but not very many of them um and disparate and as you say there's no coherence to to what they're saying. So so what what do they do next? What will we will they be will they be bigger? Will they be better? Oh,
0: the, yeah, I I I guess their protests will be will be bigger. Let's not let's not think for a moment. We've seen it with the DFLA and the FLA previously. We've seen it with the free Tommy Robinson sort of stuff that there are people out there in this country. Who believe there are conspiracies afoot? We saw the DFLA—that's the Democratic Football Ads Alliance—only uh, the other day telling its supporters to get involved in the in the Yellow Vest movement. There's a number of people behind this movement wanting to get involved in this movement or wanting this movement to serve their ideas and beliefs. But I just go back to the whole thing: what is it they want? You know,
1: and um, in, in order, I mean. It will be interesting to see how, though, what happens with those numbers. But I mean, obviously, there are um, shadows behind them as well. I know that Home Not Hate's covered um, the support of um, Liberty Defenders, which is a, a, a group, a gang, yep. um, led by uh, Timothy Scott um, and who, Jackson. And Jackson, um, Timothy Scott, who tried to yeah, the Tim- EDL yeah. for a day. And, Timothy, and Timothy
0: Scott uh is a former British soldier who, you may recall, for a very small time, I think for about three days, led Pegida, Pegida UK, which was something uh, Tommy Robinson, Stephen Lennon brought over from Germany to try here, and he put Timothy Scott up. A bit
1: up, like the LFS kind of thing. bit like the vest right? thing, yeah.
0: And he put up Timothy Scott as its leader, and the he was then interviewed on Channel 4 News, which you can Google, but it's been... It's been deemed probably the greatest car crash television interview of all time. Now, I've seen Oliver Reed interviewed on on, on television, and Timothy Scott beats that. Timothy Scott uh, seems to have teamed up with Jack Sen, Jack Sen Gupta, who you can read about on the Hope Not Hate website. He was a self-appointed uh, self appointed guru for the far right, had a Jack Sen Institute, claimed he'd fought Russian bears and lost a toe, all this kind of stuff. And we... Nickname his gang, the Jack Sen Five, which was very, very funny. Um, and Jack Sen and Timothy Scott are in this group, Liberty Defenders, uh, which seems to take a lot of instruction or uh, information and words and, and ideas from Nick Griffin, the former leader of the BNP, um, who seems to spend a lot of time advising this group or you know, giving them long words to use in things like podcasts and, and the stuff that they write. Griffin has. Being out of the political spotlight for quite a while, 2017, the Hungarian government threw him out of Hungary. And he's been back in the UK, and he's been looking for, for something as well. He believes the electoral path for fascism in this country is at the moment uh, a, a no-go. And so he's been encouraging things like this idea of yellow vests. So what, what he's done is, I guess, he's given support, he's given some ideas and some encouragement to... Um, people like the liberty defenders and and they are a key component in it when we saw the yellow vests uh, just before christmas wasn't it when they 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 held up a bridge in london including an ambulance that was mm-hmm. timothy scott timothy scott um a car crash interviewer but definitely you know a lead figure in in, in this movement
1: he hangs he hangs around like a well, like the proverbial spad smell, Scott doesn't he? He, he, he pops up uh, every now and then. As to, I guess, I just, I guess, it's the same for all of them, Jackson too. You know, he he he's around, and all of them seem to fight amongst each other. So, well, yeah, no, no, yeah. Uh, look,
0: with people like Jackson, Timothy Scott, James Goddard, a whole host of these people. Let's be, let's be clear: none of them have the nous or the sense or the sort of panache of. Stephen Lennon, Tommy Robinson, but they all want to sort of share in that spotlight, and I guess they'd all probably like to share in some of the the spoils of it, but these people I think most of these people we know can't cross into mainstream civil society because they're just they're just not clever enough, I know that's a horrible thing to say though, but they they, they yeah they 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 really do not understand or they really cannot communicate what exactly it is that ails them. They just go, Muslims, rape gangs, Brexit, no Brexit, Brexit, immigration. And you're like, well, OK,
1: can you, form, you know, formulate an argument? It's very, very difficult to tackle people that don't know what they're doing. Yeah. OK, so um, I think that pretty much wraps it up, I think. Uh, Thank goodness for that. Yeah, indeed. And um, uh, one to watch, and it'll be interesting to see uh, given with the history of the far right and the group, various groups that have emerged and and, and latched onto oh, causes yeah. and, and whatever, I, I, exactly. what happens when they try to organise themselves? Because obviously they're trying to be a leaderless movement, and um, yeah. ego will, the, will no doubt be their downfall the, again. There,
0: there, there are newspapers and people in television now desperately wanting to say, "Oh, now it's the yellow vests." So let let's be yeah. let's be really clear. It's just a jacket, and. It's a jacket worn by idiots in this case, it, but we should also, you know, it's not the next big movement, it's just the next item of clothing. However, we should be particularly mindful um, that people like Goddard got very, very close to a member of parliament. Yeah. His supporters st- almost stopped her, you know, blocked her path into parliament. You know, that's a horrendous thing to do to an elected official or anyone, but almost stopped her getting into parliament, and the police stood by and and didn't intervene. And we've seen this on a number of occasions around other other groups and individuals. Um you know, we've seen the police stand by uh, when there's far right rallies going on calling for Jews to be murdered. We saw the police on Blackpool beach not intervening in that, not intervening in Rochdale places like that. So although these aren't you know, these people aren't going to make a political breakthrough, what they are making are dangerous Judgements and uh, dangerous stunts. You want a war? Is what James Goddard said. You want a war? He's getting that person is getting that close to a member of our parliament, and let's not and let's not forget, it's always,
1: always,
0: uh, female
1: parliamentarians these people pick on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for the insight. Uh, We'll see see what happens. Should we go to the pub? We could do that. We could do that. A small. A small chariot. Just a small libation. OK, cheers, Thanks.